0: they are going to talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal news show. I join you every morning at 8am at UK time. First of all, apologies if there's any internet issues or anything like that. It's not the best connection, so I'm currently hotspotting uh, off my phone because it's even better than the Wi-Fi is uh, here in the place that we're staying. So apologies for that, but um, I'm probably going to be on a little smaller screen with the... The uh, PowerPoint showing up anyway. So, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, it's all good and well. Thank you. And I hope you guys are good and well as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, joining in. As always, do drop a like, uh, smash that like button, and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so that you never miss a show. Good morning uh, to Olu, to Sabre, to Black Shine, to Paul. Good morning to Rich, Amira, Peter. Uh, good morning to uh, Glenn. Uh, we've got Red Star, Damien, Matt G, Jose. Johnny, Matt, Tomo, uh, Stevie, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It is very much appreciated. Uh, let's not waste any time. I'm going to be honest. There's not loads of news. This morning, the international break has not caused us to have too much to discuss, uh, which means we might have a slightly longer Q and A section. Uh, so do stick around for part two. But let's go into today's stories uh, first of all. Martin Keown is having a discussion and a chat about the idea of Arsenal signing. Uh, uh, Brentford striker Ivan Toney. Uh, he says that if we compare Ivan to Haaland, what would Haaland do in that team, Man City, because they're so strong everywhere else? Has uh, Have you been able to take that player out and uh, and put them into a top team? They've played with a false nine for many years, two or three seasons, where they couldn't integrate that player who dropped from a high position into the midfield to give them control that they needed. And once they secured that midfield with Gundogan, De Bruyne and Rodri, they said, OK, let's bring in that striker it's whether Arsenal are ready for that and Gabriel Jesus when he's playing striker we see him at left back and all over the pitch because he's more of a collective effort maybe he has to do that because in the past the team hasn't been strong enough defensively so it's where the team is but I get it because Tony is a prolific goal scorer so he's kind of voicing the the feelings that I've got if you like uh he's got the feelings that I've um, had about Tony and what the concerns about whether or not he would fit the the style, the uh, the process of what Arsenal and Arteta has kind of really been establishing in this Arsenal team. Without a doubt, he scores goals. Without a doubt, he gets, you know, a, a good amount of, of on his goal tally every single season. But it's difficult to know whether or not he would fit and whether or not Arsenal got the right system to play with that style of striker. A lot of people complain when we use Eddie and ketia I know that that's more to do with the player himself, but I think there's also something stylistically about Eddie Nketiah, which means that we lose the collaborative effect of what Gabriel Jesus can bring to the team. But uh, overall, uh, I think that, as we all know, if he was to sign for Arsenal, we'd all back it, we'd all support it, and we'd hope that he can succeed. But for now... I certainly still do have a fair amount of questions uh, about it, too. Uh, Do let me know in the chat box uh, how the stream is looking for you guys. Just a little bit of feedback would be appreciated because I have absolutely no idea uh, how it is coming across. And if you can see me and and if you can hear me, all right. So do let me know throughout. Uh, Our second story and our penultimate story, only three things to discuss this morning. Uh, Eddie Nketiah made his debut. For the England national team, the senior side yesterday, coming on for goal scorer Ollie Watkins in a 1-0 win uh, over uh, Australia, which was, you know, I think Australia made a really good account of themselves actually during the game. Plenty of opportunities. They could have scored on a couple of occasions as well. England certainly could have had a, a fair few more chances as well. Um, but Eddie Nketiah coming on was the main story from an Arsenal perspective. No Declan Rice, no Aaron Ramsdale, of course, both of them on the bench. Whether or not either or both will be involved against Italy remains to be seen. I imagine Declan Rice will start that game, but Aaron Ramsdale, I doubt, will get a minute of football unless he is going to start that game against Italy. But I'd imagine it would probably be Jordan Pickford that starts that one. Um, but yes, Ian Kettier made his England debut, um, was energetic, was sprightly, but never really offered kind of a... It never looked like he was going to score, for instance. There wasn't really the opportunity that fell to him, Sadly. Um, but uh, as Maximir says, that locks him up for England. No, actually it doesn't because this was a friendly and so because it wasn't a competitive fixture, Eddie Nketiah technically still is not locked in for England. If he was to come off the bench in the game against Italy next week, that would indeed lock him into uh, England uh, for the rest of his career, but for the moment he can still represent other um other nations that obviously relate to his heritage. Uh, for instance, I think Ghana are the other side that, are, that have had interest in, in bringing Eddie and Ketter into their international scene, but has so far turned that down. Um, but if he was to play in the Italy game, he would be locked into England. But so far, still, no, he's not locked into England because this was only friendly. Uh, And our headline story of the day is that Liverpool have, according to court-offsides, writers joined the race for Pedro Neto. As we know, Arsenal have had an interest in Pedro Neto. He's a player that Arsenal are quite keen on uh, during the course of this transfer window uh, that's coming up in January. But whether or not Arsenal make a move remains to be seen. I have got that question about whether or not they really need Pedro Neto. I know that depth is maybe a little bit lacking for you know Mohamed Salah's position and they've had players like Shakiri to cover that role knowing that they wouldn't get too many minutes but I feel as though the lack of um you know the amount of forwards that they've got be it Gakpo, Nunez, um, Diaz, Salah, uh, elliot can play in a wide position as well of course too um it is it, a little bit strange um that they're going they would go for someone like Neto as well to add to the plethora of attacking options that they've got so Yeah, I'm not quite sure um, whether or not that this is a move that would threaten Arsenal's interest, if indeed it has got a chance of threatening that interest. Maybe it's a long-term replacement for Salah. Maybe that's how they see it. But uh, Neto being linked to uh, to Arsenal and Liverpool, you know, is an interesting thread. And for any top player, Arsenal are obviously going to have competition. It's not going to be an easy route, but we've shown that we can, you know, bat away sides like Manchester City when trying to sign a player like Declan Rice. If we can go in with enough financial muscle, Maybe if they want the player enough, they'll be willing to pay what it takes to beat any other side to get him. Uh, And that is all of today's story. So we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass- so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Uh, let's jump into the chat. We're going to be around for around 10 to 15 or so more minutes. So let's go through as many of your questions in the chat. As we can. Uh, I hope everything is holding up and showing okay. Just looking from your comments, it seems like, yep, it's working fine. It's perfect. all good on the stream. That's good. So, the hotspot is doing its job, which is a positive. Uh, Viraj says, would you agree that we're ahead of Liverpool with regards to the player preference if t- if terms are the same? Um Well, Liverpool obviously don't have Champions League football yet. They may do by next summer. Um, So in that regard, you could say that Arsenal are a more attractive team. There's the London factor as well. And of course, the strong evidence that Arsenal look more of a title challenger in the last season and this season than Liverpool do right now. So I suppose there's a good argument in that fact. But Liverpool always have had a really big pull for players. Jurgen Klopp obviously is a massive factor as well. Uh, Portuguese players like Diogo Jota, of course, are there, so you've got that fact. But Arsenal themselves have got uh, their Portuguese and, and Portuguese-speaking contingent of Portuguese and uh, Brazilian players, so that's also worth counting uh, toward that. I think Neto would be a better fit for Arsenal. I think somebody like Mikel Arteta would be able to get perhaps more from the wingers. He's shown what he's been able to get from those wide players like and Martinelli and Trossard and, you know to a lesser extent, Nelson and Smith-Rowe as well. So, I'm sure that Neto would have seen that um, and certainly would have been able to to recognize what he's also got that link to Arsenal I think he's come out in an interview in the past and said that he's a fan of of Arsenal actually so maybe that would work in uh, Arsenal's favor uh, Dow says Garassi has a 20 million release clause I know that he's a bit older but he looks fantastic. Uh, This is Sehu Garassi, who is at Stuttgart. He's currently got 13 goals in seven Bundesliga games. A very, very good record so far. He was signed from Wren in the summer. And I did a piece in Football.London the other day talking about the Bundesliga forwards that maybe Arsenal could go for. For those that have been talking about uh, Boniface and Benjamin Sesco, they were also included in this piece. And I think the problem with Garassi is obviously the age profile. He's 28 in March. Um... And it is kind of the first season, really, where his numbers have exploded. Um, and it's, it could be the fact that it's just having a very fortunate start to the season. Then he's got an XG of about 7.2. So he's currently exceeding his XG by about just under six, which is means he's overachieving quite significantly right now. Will he be able to maintain that is the question over the course of the season. If that continues, you know, he's on for like... Um, Thirty plus goals in the Bundesliga, which would be an incredible tally. Can that be continued? I don't know. Um, so let's let's wait and see if whether or not he can succeed in that sense. Uh, Paul says we seem to be the second gear so far, uh, but will we play with more swagger after beating Manchester City when the international break finishes? I don't know, what, Paul. I mean, your question seems to indicate that your feeling is that it maybe is confidence that has been a big reason as to why Arsenal have not clicked in the way that we maybe wanted them to. I think that there is an element of that for sure. But I think that's more related to the learning, how we're evolving, playing with new personnel into a new system under Arteta this season. Um, More so than maybe confidence of what happened at the end of last season. Sure. I think there'll be a boost from that Manchester City win, but we didn't beat Man City playing a system or playing a style that you want to see us operate in every single week. It was very combative. It was very industrious. And I don't expect to see Arsenal play in that way for the majority of the course of this season. So uh, I do think that it will be a boost, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to add a swagger necessarily just because we beat Man City. I think Arteta is very grounded in that sense. Uh, I think he will certainly be trying to to keep the the hype, if you like, as down as feasibly possible. He likes just taking things at a game at a time. Hopefully, it does give a boost to this team and, and more of a self-belief that we can go to places like Anfield, maybe, and Old Trafford and come away with three points after beating Manchester City in the way that we did. Uh, Guns Yellow Ribbons, thank you so much for tuning in, says uh, Smith Rowe linked to a move to Newcastle in January. Would you let him go or try to keep him? It would depend upon the finances involved, but if someone offered forty to £50 million pounds for Smith Rowe, maybe upwards of £50 million, it'd be very difficult to say no to, considering that he's a player that Mikel Arteta is not necessarily using all that much. And because he's not using him all that much, he's becomes a little bit of a, a space filler on the bench. And that's really harsh, but that is the reality of the situation. If you're not being used by your coach, can you justify keeping that amount of money on the bench and taking up a space which could be invested in another player that is used by the coach? I'm not sure you can justify that so it depends upon the money involved and it depends on how arsenal would replace him but i'm not like entirely against the idea of smith Rowe leaving because we need to do what's right for the club and if Mikel arteta believes that smith Rowe is not and doesn't have a integral future here because of the lack of opportunities these he's ultimately getting that it would be the right thing to do to to make a decision about his future as well um Dow says, sadly, all my friends are Chelsea fans and I've been getting quite a bit of banter about their recent form. Should I be nervous about Arsenal going to the bridge? You should be nervous about any Arsenal game. There's always an element of trepidation about each fixture. I'm not sure how you can be getting any kind of banter from Chelsea fans at the moment, to be honest. Um, (laughs) It's not been the best of years for Chelsea right now. Yes, they picked up a bit of form. They beat Fulham. They beat... Uh, Luton earlier this season and most recently they got a win over I think another team quite far down the table um, so it's it's difficult to see why you should be getting as an Arsenal fan much banter from Chelsea fans what I would say is that obviously going to Stamford Bridge has been a very good place for Arsenal in the last few years we've got quite a few good wins um, but uh, it's always difficult it's always a derby it's always going to generate that much nervousness and we dominated the game at Stamford Bridge last year we only won 1-0 but the, the territory, the, the dominance of possession, the chance creation—it's a really strong performance. Um, but uh, yeah, it's difficult. To, uh, it's difficult to understand why you should be getting too much banter from Chelsea fans at the moment. To be fair, uh, Jürgen says, uh, Jürgen, sorry, says why keep players if we're not going to use them? And that's exactly the point. Um, and and if you're not going to use Smith Rowe, you've just got a financial asset on the bench that you're not using, and you may as well look to replace with a player that you are going to use. That is ultimately where we sit on that one. Um, shine says it's not fair to Smith Rowe to have him warm the bench, let that talent go and play football. Absolutely. Uh, Vera says Smith Rowe will have a lot of games this season. I'm certain he will participate in all-cup competition and find his feet again. He might. He might get you know minutes in the League Cup, in the FA Cup, in, in the Champions League. But to be honest, he's a player that should be starting for a team toward the top end of the Premier League. And if that's not happening at Arsenal, for the benefit of his own career, he should probably seek that, that minute somewhere else. Uh, Vegas Gunners, thank you so much for the kind donation. Says, "Hey Tom, I think we need to keep. Uh, I think we need another midfielder for depth. Any other names that you can think of other than Yusuf Fafana? Uh, it's a fair question. Uh, it's always good to look within. I think the Premier League sometimes to see the opportunities that are available to see what players are doing relatively well. You know, we've seen." Uh, players like uh, Alexis McAllister do really well at Brighton and move on to Liverpool. And it's not necessarily been as smooth sailing. You could say the same thing for Caicedo. He's looked really good at points, but he's also had some difficult displays as well. And then you look to the continent. Maybe we need to bring some experience in because we could be losing Jorginho. We could be losing Thomas Partey. I've talked about Mikel Moreno at Real Sociedad a few times. He's you know, been captain there. He's a Spanish international very good player. But you could also say that there's an opportunity and a pathway for someone like Miles Lewis-Skelly maybe we should look to to bring through and give him the opportunity. Or an Ethan Nuaneri, who is an attacking midfielder that could play in one of those attacking eight positions. So maybe we should look within. And that's what we should be doing. David says, how's Flo doing? He's doing all right. Yeah, he's got, I think, what, three goals in five games. I don't know if any of them are penalties. I know he's missed a couple of penalties um, for Monaco, but we want him to do well because we want him to activate as many of those add-ons as fees as we possible. We want him to do well because we quite like a team to come in and buy him and then Arsenal will get a very good sell-on clause as well. I think you between 10 and 20% of that deal will go back to Arsenal of any future signings. So if it's 10%, and it's a £50 million deal, we get another £5 quid. If it's 20%, we get another £10 quid. So, you know, we want him to do well. He's doing all right, but he's he's certainly not like pulled up trees in the sense of there's any regret coming from Arsenal of letting him go. Um, Jabu says Amadou, uh, Amadou Anana, of course, the Everton midfielder is a top player, underrated as well. Maybe he's someone that Arsenal would go to because he's again somebody that Arsenal have been linked with when he was at Leal. Maybe Arsenal will return for someone like. Um, Rich says, i would be very happy to see uh the intermediate midfielder Lucien Agume uh, at Arsenal. Uh, can't say I know too much about him, mate. I'm afraid so, but uh, haven't seen too much Serie A football in the last couple of years. But maybe Rich rates him so. We'll have to have a look. Grandly, who says, any, any news on how Saka's doing? He's just back at London Colney, working on his rehab, working on getting back to full fitness, and hopefully for Chelsea. We won't get an update on that until Mikel Arteta's press conference next week i think what we've learned from this situation regarding you know the reporting of injuries is that you know the club do not like information about injuries getting out publicly it really is something they try to keep as in-house as possible and i think the last couple of weeks have told us that we need to take things with a bit of a pinch of salt um arsenal have deceived with the way in which they view saka in promotional footage in the fact that they took him to the team hotel and the they led us into a full sense of security, and certainly convinced a few reporters that um, it was safe to report things like he'll be in contention to start. So, you know, certainly that uh, they are the way they're handling that. It's very difficult, Grantly, to get kind of any um, specific and accurate, detailed knowledge of this injury situation because Arsenal like to keep it very, very quiet indeed. Um, Dow says, uh, I'm from Minnesota and I'm planning to come to London to watch a game. What's the best way to get tickets as an American? Always try and go through your supporters club, go through the uh, Arsenal America and inquire with them about potentially getting tickets for a game. You can look on the ticket exchange if you're a member, but you will have to be a member of Arsenal to buy tickets. Uh, I can't recommend any unofficial routes to you, unfortunately, because there's always a risk that comes with buying tickets unofficially and there's plenty of horror stories of people getting scammed for instance when i was in lawns uh, last week when i got to the hotel there was a group of four arsenal fans that have made the trip that were staying in the same hotel as me and uh, i was speaking to them about potentially you know how they were getting to the stadium and then i got a phone call up to my room about 10 minutes after i'd arrived and the guy that i had been speaking to said i don't suppose you know anybody got, that's got tickets because the guy that was giving us ours has just let us down and you don't want to be in that situation when you've come all the way to another country to watch a game and then you're let down by somebody that you've unofficially bought tickets from. So don't put yourself in that position. Always go through the official channels. Uh, you may or may not get lucky. It's really difficult to get tickets because the demand for tickets is simply just so high. It's not, yes, the system could be better. Yes, it could be fairer. But at the same time, people do need to have to accept there is more people that want tickets. Then there are tickets available, and therefore you are going to find yourself getting very disappointed on a regular occasion. That's just the reality of it. It's why I, I lack a little bit of empathy when people are saying, you know, this is ridiculous. I've applied five, six, seven times and still not got tickets. That's because the chances of you getting tickets are about less than five percent. When you apply, there's like a less than five percent chance for a red members that you might get a ticket. It's a very similar percentage for silver members as well. So just because you have a membership doesn't mean you're gonna get one. The chance of you getting a ticket is very low because the demand for those tickets is exceptionally high. So um yeah it's it's difficult to not turn around to people and say, I'm sorry, but it's not necessarily unfair because the the demand is just so big. What I would say is that I think they could do it where like if you get a ticket, there's like a cool down period. So then you don't get to apply for tickets for the next two, three, four games to give somebody else a chance of going. I think that's probably the best way to do it and at the moment they don't have that but there is a lot being done to try and improve that system and make it fairer whilst also tackling ticket touting which is still a problem every time i walk to the emirates this season there's always somebody asking me if i want tickets um it's just what happens uh temi says would you prefer winning the league and crashing out of the champions league group stage or winning the champions league and finishing fifth um i'd rather win the league um win the premier league all day long i was asked this yesterday i think Premier League is, is bigger and harder to win than the Champions League. So I'd much rather win that. Anza says, Tom, if money or willingness weren't an issue, would you rather Neto in the winter or Xavi Simmons in the summer? I think Neto, I think Neto fits into things far easier than Xavi Simmons does. Xavi Simmons' best position, in my opinion, is probably where Odegaard is playing right now. Uh whereas Neto can play in multiple areas of the field and I think will offer us the depth that we need in that right wing role to sacca and bring competition and change to the team as well. So Neto would be the choice for me in January. I think Neto would be the choice for me out of the two in general answer, to be honest. Um, John says, if fit Partey and Rice against Chelsea, without a doubt, I think both of them should start that game in midfield and should certainly be helping us out. Legend says, what about Ebereche Eze? Fantastic player. Really would like to see him. I asked him if the opportunity ever came up to try and sign a player of that quality. I think he's excellent and can play in multiple attacking positions as well right we are going to end the show there thank you so much guys for tuning in it is very much appreciated drop a like on the video subscribe if you're new i hope that the internet has held up fine and that you've been able to see and hear me correctly Um, but i'll be back tomorrow morning bringing you all the latest news from the past 24 hours hopefully we get a bit more than we did today but thank you for listening have a great day and as always up the arsenal